Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 296, Grocery Saving Strategies That Will Cut Your Bill in Half with Gina Zachariah. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm, 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 mm. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today, in preparation for my impending... Doom. Uh, <laughs> evacuation order of a child. Uh, we are bringing She's you, giving birth. That yes, was confusing. A, a replay of our Future of Frugal Summit. If you were around with us in 2001, we hosted our first live summit. And last year, we hosted another one. But this is from our 2021 summit. And it's from our good friend Gina, who if you have spent a millisecond on TikTok... You will know her as Saving Wiz. She is a fantastic person and so full of so many grocery saving tips. So many. When we need them, we always need them. We need them repeated. We need new ones. We always need yes. them. Yes. Gina's uh, got them. And and so we this was one of our most popular sessions from the summit. And so we're sharing it with you today because my time is limited and every episode I get before I give birth is uh precious. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a precious episode. Yes. I think it's yeah, packed with a lot of goody goodness that that we all need. Mm-hmm. But first, this episode is brought to you by the drive-thru. Have you ever had an infant who won't sleep? Like at any time of the day. Maybe like you're not even surprised because you laid in bed pregnant with this child doing cartwheels in your abdomen at three o'clock in the morning. Try the drive-thru. Getting in a car with a child in an infant car seat somehow turns the tides and asleep they fall. Now, getting them out of the car seat, we can't be responsible for. But if you're looking for a place to go when you get them in the car, drive the drive-thru. And nobody will judge you for the multiple drive-thru transactions that are seen in your bank account. If it's values-based. Yes. Sleep-based. <laughs> Sleep is one of my values. Uh, don't have this problem? Try the Spending Makeover. Spending Makeover is our free three-day challenge that if you're seeing a little more drive-through on your bank statement than you'd like, and you don't have a cartwheel-flipping infant uh, in your care, 
This can help you cut down on that by identifying what you value, um, creating boundaries to say no to things that you don't, and overall becoming a more mindful consumer. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, whether you have a, a non-sleeping uh, newborn or not, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover to start your free three-day challenge. Do it. All right. So our grocery saving food episodes are some of our favorites because we really do feel like food, housing, transportation, food are three like big ones, but you don't make housing and transportation decisions that often. Yeah. They're more like, yeah, hopefully. Those are very few and far between. They do give you a lot of bang for your buck, though. Groceries, on the other hand, are every week. Food is every day. And so that is why we spend so much time uh, talking about it, because that is really a low barrier way to really transform your expenses. Also, we love to eat. And we love food. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am eating. Oh, oh. Isn't it sad oh, when you think gone. you're going? Yeah, you, think, you thought you oh, had another bite. And it's all gone. Oh, okay. Well, that's how much we love food. <laughs> so we have a ton of episodes on eating healthy, saving on groceries, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A few of our, our grocery specific episodes are episode 214, How to Save Money on Groceries very plain, very simple. And episode 70, grocery store sales cycles to know about. Mm. Those ones go in tandem. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one is a really good one. Like I said, if you have spent a millisecond on money saving TikTok, you know, Gina, she is saving whiz. Um, And she's passionate about helping people find their sweet spot in spending and saving by being more frugal. And she is truly a values-based advocate. Uh, and it's her mission to teach others how to maximize life while saving money. Uh, she has appeared on numerous talk shows, personal finance publications. She's been in the game for a long time, y'all. And uh, she's such a great person. Love let's, her. Let's get her tips. Let's collect them all. They're so good. Gina, thank you so much for coming on to the Future of Frugal Summit. We're so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Food is one of my favorite topics, and it's also one of the favorite topics of our listeners. And I think those who are engaging in the summit, I mean, we have to eat food every day. So I'm really thrilled to be talking about this topic with you and have enjoyed looking through your blog and some of the content you've already put out. I noticed on your website, you've got a whole category just for food. And that's so fun for me to click on. So thank you for all your work in this space. And we're so delighted to hear more on what you you have to say about this. Yeah, it's definitely one of my passions. I feel that we often neglect the food category when we're thinking about budgeting and it's such a major piece of our lives. So that's why I talk about it so much. Yeah. And I found you on TikTok. I mean, I knew of you before, but then I got on TikTok and then saw that you have quite the following, everyone following you for food stuff. So for those of our listeners and watchers who aren't on TikTok, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. I'm a personal finance educator. So I have a blog, a podcast. 
And basically what I do is I teach women how to manage their money better so they can live with less. Not as far as the type of things that they have, but they can live on less money and still have a fully fulfilled life. And I think that that's really important because a lot of times we look to constantly try to make more money, find ways of making more money, but we don't look at how we can actually use the resource that we get now and stretch it so that it makes sense for our lives and be able to enjoy our lives thoroughly and not feel like we're strapped with cash. So that's what I do. I try to empower women in learning more about money so that they can really manage it the way that serves their lives better. That's excellent. In all of these categories, it sounds like it's, you're not just food, although we're talking about food today, right? There's yeah. so many different categories that, that you explore with people that really equips because we're whole people. We're not just one aspect. And so I think it's phenomenal to have these platforms and, and your voice to be able to help guide in that process. And it sounds like at any level of entry, right, regardless of budget or location to be able to identify what's going to work for me. Right, right. It's so personal and it comes down to your preferences and what you see your life like and what you want it to be. So yeah, I I love that we can tailor it to our needs and it's not just some cookie cutter approach. Mm, Yeah, we love, love, love that. Uh, So I wanted right off the bat, I'm really burning to know the answer to this question. Uh, Not because I love bashing things, but um, I really want to know. But maybe. But maybe, maybe. (laughs) Um, Are there any savings hacks um, that you like see over and over that you think are like grossly overrated? This is going to be a really unpopular opinion. (laughs) Love love it. That's why Jen liked asking this question. (laughs) Well, for me, it's really couponing. Because I feel like it's such a hindrance for someone who's starting out, who thinks that the only way they can really save on groceries is if they sit for endless hours clipping coupons or that they have to get online coupons to save money. And there's so many other ways of saving money in your grocery bill that has nothing to do with couponing. So I feel like it's a little overrated. Yes, you can save money with couponing, but there are absolute ways that you can do it without ever having to clip a coupon. I don't think I've clipped a coupon in several years. Whereas when I first started, I felt like that was almost like a requirement. And now I don't feel that way because there's so many other ways that you can save massive amounts without having to clip one single coupon. It feels antiquated too. And I believe that couponing probably did help maybe our parents' generation when it came to food, but the way that we're shopping is is a lot different in so many ways. And it's not as necessary, not to mention, yeah, just like the environmental impact on all that paper that's circulating mm-hmm. and then the amount of time and energy and attention that it takes out of our day to actually sit down and look at, okay, well, what coupons do I need and get the scissors out. It just all, you're right. It feels overwhelming. That's a barrier to me for sure. Yeah. Yes. I know some and people love it, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I feel like rebate apps are the new couponing. Those also like take too much time for me. I see them all over the place. and like, I just can't. Yeah. I it. totally hear you. I totally <laughs> hear you. And there's also this notion that when you coupon, everyone thinks automatically to the extreme couponers. So they think that they have to like stock up on everything they have a coupon for. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. 
don't stock up on things you you wouldn't normally buy anyway, because then you're not saving anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're saving 25 cents on something you think you're saving, but you've actually spent $7 on something you wouldn't have purchased anyway. So it's this idea that couponing has to be, you know, I, I have to get the sale. Otherwise I'm missing out somehow. And you've had to allocate an entire room of your house for 20 large laundry detergent (laughs) bottles and canned goods and all this stuff. Like the what's required to really coupon is not for me. Yeah, Yeah, I do love the couponers who will stock up all that, like enjoy it. And then they will just donate like their whole haul. Like they can spend $50 on all of this stuff that like couple hundred dollars worth of stuff and then they donate it. I love seeing those people. I am not one of those people. So not for me. I hear you. I'm the same way. I love, I love watching them donate so many things, but yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then Gina, if it's not couponing, if we don't have to become an extreme couponer, what are some of your favorite tips on ways people can significantly save on their grocery bill? The first thing I think it's, it's setting up a routine of checking what you have on hand and paying attention to what really is on sale. So you get weekly ads. And if you don't get weekly ads, there are ways that you can get your local weekly ads online. But the idea is to look around what you have that's available to you at home and what you can combine with sale items to create a menu that's budget-friendly without requiring you to go get special ingredients. So I always tell my students, The first thing you want to do is look at your weekly ads before you started to create your menu. Then look at what you have on hand. And then the third step is writing out your shopping list. And then step number four is creating your menu. Because a lot of times people think, okay, I want to save money. So I want to create a menu first. Well, if you create a menu first, you're subjecting yourself to the prices of those ingredients that are now, and they might not be on sale. So it's much easier for you to create a menu around what you have on hand and what's what you're planning on purchasing. So much work at the forefront, which is always what is said, right? Like mm-hmm. we've got to be planful if we want to save money. But yeah, there's no way around it, I think, of these are excellent steps. And it does. Yes. If we want to significantly reduce the cost of our grocery bill, it's not just going to happen. I can't just hope for it. There does require some intentionality ahead of time, but that's such a good tip. Cause I think I'll often do it the way that you just said not to do it. <laughs> hmm, what do I feel like I want this week? Mm-hmm. And then try and figure out ways to get that frugally, which works sometimes, but you're right. I am then at the mercy of whatever the cost of those items are that week. It does but still save darn it money. that I can't get out of that work, that that work <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally does save a lot of money um, to do it either way, whether you plan a menu or not, if you do the menu first or the shopping list first. But I think it really optimizes what's on sale when you choose your shopping list first. Here's the thing though, it doesn't really take a ton of time. You're talking about maybe five, 10 minutes. I mean, I sit with my weekly ad and I usually go on live on TikTok when I'm doing this so they can see how I think and my process of how I compare prices. But I also have a grocery price list template where I've I've allowed them to like put in their grocery prices so they know what really is considered a sale because sometimes you see things on sale and they're not really a sale. 
So they know their prices and, and then it becomes like a five to 10 minute process every week once, just five to 10 minutes. So it really doesn't take a lot of time. At the very beginning, it does because you're still kind of getting used to the idea and how it works, but it starts to become easier and easier and it really doesn't take a lot of time later on. Yeah. And I think it does save some time when you're trying, if you're just starting with a meal plan and you have all of these options, it can take a long time. But if you're starting with the sales, it really narrows down. So if like asparagus is on sale, then I know exactly like to Google asparagus recipes. And so it saves even more time if you let that guide you. That's so true. And it sounds like too, Gina, with what you're describing, we can decrease the amount of time that it takes, not only because of practice, but I would imagine also just recycling some of the recipes that we've seen work. And so in time, it's almost like Mm -hmm. the first year of teaching. I'm not a teacher, but I've heard the first year of teaching is a lot of legwork. But then after that, you've got your curriculum, kind of that concept that once you've done this for a little bit, you can pull out and recycle and use old things that you've, yeah, have worked in the past. You don't have to constantly reinvent. Mm -hmm. I love that. It starts to become a rotation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And then there's also grace for you in the, you know, first year or so when it's hard, like, you know, that it's going to be hard when you start doing it. You're brand new to it. It's going to take a little extra time, but knowing that you are actually creating a skill. And once you master that skill, then that saves you so much money for the rest of your life. And it saves you so much time. But, and we've got people like Gina to motivate us. And when we feel stuck, just go on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok yet, but Gina, you might motivate me to get on there. Watch you (laughs) chop up an onion. We want you there. We want you there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I tried. So the other day I set a timer. Well, the timer was already set. And you have this TikTok where you set a timer and you clean your kitchen and you only do the amount that's in the timer. And I had like 11 minutes left on something I was baking and I was like, and the dishes were there and I was like, okay, let's see what I can get done in 11 minutes. And it got me to do all of my dishes. I love it. So you, yeah, you inspired me on that. You were able to finish all your dishes in 11 minutes? Well, I had, it was just the big pots. The rest were in the dishwasher. So it was the nice. stuff I didn't want in the dishwasher. But yeah, I finished and all, I mean, it took me a, a smidgen of extra time, but the bake had to cool. So I just, you know, it was perfect. So true. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> enough I love about that. my dishwashing. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. So for these changes that we're making to sustainably reduce our grocery bill, do you have any rules or tricks um, that help like solidify these new habits? Yeah. So the first thing that I do, like I said, is, is the checking of the ads. My, my biggest rule is that I allow every person in my family to choose one of their favorite meals or one of the meals that they really want to have that week. And I know that sounds more like I'm choosing my meal plan, but what I do is I say, okay, this is what we have on hand. So you can choose from these things. So you can, you have the freedom to choose, but within these limits, because I know what I'm purchasing in the grocery store. I know what I'll have on hand. And so each person gets to choose that recipe that they want. That way, every person in the family during that week will have something they're looking forward to. And it makes it easier for us not to waste food. I think that's really important because sometimes we cook and cook and cook and we have the best of intentions to eat leftovers. And if you don't have a system for actually using those leftovers or repurposing them, a lot of times they end up in the trash. And then not only have you wasted money, but you've wasted a valuable resource of food that we all should be really grateful for, right? So for me, it's it's making sure that my family is actually going to enjoy the meals that I'm going to make, that I, if I am making something, I have the intention that if there's going to be leftovers, that I know how I'm going to repurpose them or when I'm going to serve them next, because they will be served. <laughs> They're not going in the trash. So it's this idea that stocking up is okay, as long as you are paying attention to preserving the food and you're not going to end up wasting it. Or if you cook too much, you're not going to end up wasting it. So there's another thing that I do sometimes too, where I will double batch something like a roast and then I'll shred it and I'll put it in a Ziploc freezer bag and I'll put it in my freezer for another time. I've saved on being able to get the roast on a really massive sale. And now I'm not wasting it because it's ready for me when I need it. And I think that's really important, just establishing systems where you're almost like constantly being mindful and planning ahead with everything that you're making now. I think that's really, really crucial. 
I really like that tip. I don't know that I've heard this from other people, at least on our podcast, uh, as it relates to food of having each family member take ownership Mm -hmm. really is what you're describing and responsibility, which is both contributing to the community, but also, as you're saying, it gives everybody in the family something to look forward to. So there's some buy-in with what's for dinner and not one person is bearing all the weight of what's for dinner what's for dinner? Mom, dad, what's for dinner? It's, well, what what do you want this week? And it can take some of the burden off of you and create a bit more of a, of a shared experience, responsibility, ownership, making sure there's less food waste. My goodness, it ticks off so many pieces here. For me and my household, it's just me and my husband. But I really like that idea, especially for larger families. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah and we do have, have so many people it. with larger families and we don't get a lot of insight because we don't have like older kids or Jill doesn't have kids. So that's great. Yeah. It, it makes a big difference. Cause that's one of the things that I can't stand. I, you know, I talk about food a lot, but I'm not really like a kitchen person at all. I'm not someone who actually enjoys cooking a lot. So for me, it's like, I have to think about these five meals and that drives me crazy sometimes because I don't I don't know what to make a lot of the times. So I started to create this because they would say, what's for dinner? And I'm like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> I'm like, you tell me. So then we started to create this routine. And so it's been a few years now. And ever since my kids were little, my kids are now 19 and 14. But when they were little, like I'm talking about like four or five, I'd start asking and they would get so excited because they got to be part of the whole like planning stage. So yeah, it definitely yeah, really works. at any age, I think <laughs> and they might just say peanut butter and jelly, but Hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peanut butter and jelly for dinner. That's easy. <laughs> it gives them ownership, which is just like great parenting. And then also it saves you a little more time in the meal planning because that's yeah. fewer meals you have to think about. Exactly. But also, Gina, thank you for sharing how you don't feel like a guru in the kitchen. I think they call them chefs. Is that what they call them? (laughs) Cooks and chefs, gurus in the kitchen. I think that that makes it so attainable and accessible for for those of us who feel similarly. I would would imagine the majority of people would say that. Of Mm -hmm. course, you've got some people who love to cook or even some who love to cook, but only when they have the time to do it. And that's usually few and far between. So to be able to say, yeah, I write about it. I talk about it. I TikTok about it. But it's not like this is my favorite thing, but it has to be done. And here's a way that we can do it in an attainable way. I think it just creates freedom. We don't have to be in love with this process, but there is a way to do it in an enjoyable way where we get good food, good nutrition, which if I can also just plug again, Gina, you've got some awesome recipes for like vegan and keto and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, regardless of, of our food nutritional journey, we can make this happen if we can introduce some creativity to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any, Gina, go-to recipes for when you're just not feeling like cooking, which it sounds like happens sometimes for you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. Um, My favorite things, like I said, I'm not a kitchen girl. So my favorite things are to find ways of spending the least amount of time in your kitchen. So you get the most bang for your buck, right? 
And my favorite thing to do is to take a Saturday where I have like maybe two hours of time. You don't really need a lot of time, but I'll cook like two or three meals during that time. And usually they'll have almost the same basis. So I love my favorites are stews because they're very low maintenance. You put everything in, you don't have to worry about it. And it just kind of like simmers and gets delicious and you can do other things. Like I'll put a timer on my kitchen or on my phone, in my kitchen or on my phone. And it's like, set it and forget it. It's almost like the slow cooker, except that, I don't know, it just, it thickens more and it becomes much more like married together. So stews are my number one. And then number two are casserole dishes. I think they're super underrated. Um, Back in the day, our parents used to make casserole and family style dishes all the time. And I think we've kind of steered away from that. And I'm trying to bring people back in because the fact that you can stretch out your proteins, which are the most expensive component of your grocery list, the fact that you can stretch them that way and be able to feed your family really well on a pound of meat is so vital to your grocery bill savings, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the word association. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this on one of our podcasts, like casseroles. I don't know why I have such an aversion to I it. Know. I think it's mostly the word, but <laughs> if you were to feed me a casserole, they're usually pretty good. Usually they've got some cheese in it and then, yeah, some tasty meat. I think our generation has moved to calling it like sheet pan dinners yes. or one pot meals. I like to refer like, to them as bakes. Oh yeah, I could get on that. I refer yeah, to them bake. as bakes in front of Oh, bakes are good. I love that word. I'm going to have a bake. I'm going to do a sheet pan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Casseroles sound very old age Mm -hmm. and not not very appetizing. You're absolutely right. Let's call them bakes. We call them bakes. (laughs) Bring it back. The future of frugal. The the future of frugal is going back in time, which is so many things, right? (laughs) Fashion draws upon the past. Technology draws upon the past. I mean, let's be real. Clubhouse is a regression in technology. We love it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So uh, conference call and let's like make it super <laughs> right? cool. Okay. Yeah. So let's bring back casseroles and let's call it a clubhouse bake. For sure. <laughs> for sure. That specifically. I love that. Let us know your modern. favorite clubhouse bakes. TikTok uh, later bake. on today. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's I'm do it. down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sounds okay. delicious. Well, we it know it's it easy. You know, yeah, I, I do. I love a good bake. It is very easy. So now that we know what the future of cooking is going to involve the bakes, we're asking all of our speakers this. We'd love to know, Gina, like, what do you hope the future of grocery shopping includes for people? I'm, my hope is that fe- people feel empowered by just making small, tiny changes that will really impact their grocery bill. So it's not about trying, and I always talk about this, it's not about the huge steps that you take. It's really those small steps, the the ones that you discount, the ones that you think, oh, that was a pun. (laughs) The ones that you think are like, you know, 25 cents here and 50 cents there, it's not gonna make a big difference. But at the end of the week, it makes a $20 difference. At the end of the month, it makes a hundred or $120 difference. All of those little tiny steps. So I'm really hoping that people take away the idea that there is so much power in just making small steps 
to really hone in your grocery budget so that it makes more sense for your family. You're still feeding them very high quality meals, but for your wallet, you're able to get some of that money back that you can then use for debt or to save money or whatever it is that you need in your life. And it always starts with these little things that we think are not going to make a big impact. Mm. So great. That's one of the reasons I love this question, because I do think it's so full of hope and motivation and encouragement. I think in what you just shared, there's a bigger picture message of you don't have to do this whole thing perfectly. It doesn't have to be a complete 180 turn in your finances or in your habits, but what's a 1% change you can make? Not to say that you're going to end there, usually those 1% changes get built upon because it creates greater sustainability. You see (laughs) what happens as a result of it, and it does propel you towards more, but not to begin there. We can begin at these small changes. Oh, I love that encouragement. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. And moving away from encouragement to just silly, uh, (laughs) Gina, do you have a bill of the week for us? Well, I initially thought it was something different than it is. So I'm going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that um, the bill of the week is that I can pay only $100 per week on groceries. And I live in LA, California. Highest <gasps> cost of living, one of the highest cost of living areas, right? <gasps> and so the fact that I can do that with a family of four, I just want, and this isn't to boast, this is really to encourage and inspire someone else who may think that it's not possible. I'm here to tell you it is totally possible. And it's it's going to fluctuate for every family depending on their needs and their dietary restrictions. But if you can bring down your grocery bill, even just a little, it'll make a big difference, right? So I wanted to share that with you because a lot of people are like, what do you spend on your groceries? Well, I spend $100 per month, uh, per week. And sometimes I can get it even lower. And that is usually like, yes, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still feeding my family five times a week, at least some kind of meat dish. Yeah, and it's not like you're just eating at home twice a week and you're spending $100 on groceries. No, you're eating at home with meat, Five exactly. nights a week. You sit for yeah. So you're doing it. <laughs> wow. wow. In LA. Well done. In How LA. inspiring. And th- and thank you. And even though that's your weekly grocery budget, still the encouragement from you to say just make some small minor changes and pay attention to what that produces in the progress. That's so encouraging. Thanks so much, Gina. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Yeah. Where, Where can people learn more about you and how you get your grocery bill so low? Well, they can find me on TikTok because I'm always there. Feels like I live there. <laughs> and it's just saving with Gina. Um, and then I also have, of course, a blog called Saving Wiz. They can find me also on ginazachariah.com. All of those platforms will have resources for them and ways for them to start now. And, you know, it'll at least give them some encouragement to make small changes because I think that's really important. But also they can message me. So on Instagram, I'm not really on there, but I only go on there for my DMs because people DM me all the time asking me questions and I live for that because if I can help someone one-on-one, I'm all for it. So they can DM me on Instagram. It's just saving Wiz um, and I w- I'll respond. I'll help them out. So Amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for what you bring to the table, the way that you're empowering women and bringing so much encouragement and support and awesome tips along in the process. And thanks for sharing that with us at our Future of Frugal Summer Summit. Thanks, Gina. Thank you. It's my absolute pleasure. Yes. And you'll be able you'll, to see all of those links that Gina just mentioned on this page and uh, enjoy the rest of the summit. Mm. 
that is as good the second time around as it was the first, which you can't always say about leftovers unless Gina's making them. I mean, a lot of times leftovers are even better. Like they've had more time to kind of marinate. If you're doing it right. That's what this was. But truly, this hadn't played on the podcast before, Mm -mm. only for those of you who are at the summit. So we're so glad that we can share Gina with the wider audience Mm -hmm. of you all. Hope you have something that you can walk away with. And if you do do want more from Gina since it has been a couple of years. She's got new stuff, more stuff, super savers. Gina has a private saving community called Super Savers, and there's an entire section dedicated to grocery savings to provide additional support and resources for anyone trying to save more money. So you can check that out at savingwiz.com slash super savers community. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for listening. It has been a blast. Many of you know we have a membership for our listeners who are paying off debt where we do monthly money challenges because we love gamifying stuff and making it fun. And there's accountability groups because we love community. And we want to congratulate one of our community members for a big win. This comes from Jocelyn who shared, we started using Amazon subscribe and save about seven years ago when we got our dog to save on dog food. It's taken me that long to realize that the save part is a lie. (laughs) Sure, we saved initially since I typically subscribe to cleaning supplies like Tide Pods, hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and also contact solution and random other stuff that would get added to meet the five item requirement to unlock max savings. But then I just realized, well, I now have more cleaning supplies than I actually need. And the dog food is actually just 5% off, not 15% off. Maybe I just need to get dog food at Chewy.com. And you can get much better deals on Tide Pods with the Target Circle app, since there seem to always be manufacturer coupons in there. I know Mm -hmm. it sounds like I'm repping all these brands, but I'm not. I'm just reading Jocelyn's win for the week. She she does have like a question mark there. She's like, maybe I need to go to Chewy.com. I don't know. I I don't have a dog. We're not sponsored by Chewy or Target or Amazon subscribe and save. Uh, But I am so pleased for you, Jocelyn, in learning that you you don't need that that subscription. You don't need to be subscribing to all these things that keep showing up at your door that you don't Mm -hmm. need. Like that's not the thing to automate. The thing to automate is your savings and investing. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be automating hand soap to it's our door. It's why we say automate your savings because then it gets done. When you automate your buying, it gets it's done. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are some things to not automate. There uh-huh. are some things to do manually. Yes. And yeah, that's awesome, Jocelyn. Congrats. Thank you all for listening again. And if this membership sounds like something you need, like you have a realization to make maybe mm-hmm. now that there, you don't know, taking you, you seven years, you don't know you have a realization. You yeah. might not know until you, you join. join. Yeah. And there's courses and interviews and challenges and games and fun and friends and frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. Check it out. Just take a look. See if it's something like you can be on the website scrolling through what the club's all about before you join. Yeah. So just check it out. Dip your feet in the water. We're not going to force you. Mm-mm. We don't force anything on anybody yeah. except for the bill of the week. We're never changing that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani.
Jen, I'm remembering also back to the midnight bowling that we referenced on a previous podcast episode. What was that? <laughs> 290 back like six, six episodes ago. A few weeks ago. ago. Yeah. When we went midnight bowling, it's all we can talk about because it's like the Do most you, fun thing that the most, we've done. <laughs> it's the most I've been out yeah. in months. And it's the most I will be out in months. It's the latest we've been out. Unless you in like catch a me decade. at the drive-thru. Yeah. It felt so weird having plans after 9 p.m. Same. Anyhow, what I'm also remembering about our conversation then is how that band, that girl band Dream. 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 Yeah. yeah. I said I wanted to, I, if I'm going to start my own, then it would be Dreams with a Z, but I really want to be in Dream. Yeah. And we just kind of realized time is on our side in some regard. If we wanted to start a girl band, we totally could. And we kind of do because it's like what all of our outtakes and bloopers are is us singing. And we were just singing a Taylor Swift song to check mm -hmm. our mics, which is what reminded me of Dream and all of the alternatives like that we could name it. Dreams yeah. Unrealized. D dream dream deferred oh nightmares which is just a cover band of dream Dreams. songs and evanescence songs and that's it yeah nightmares, only dream another kind of dream and evanescence. <laughs> yeah. yes that was the good one i think and then i think i pulled a strike right after that you, idea you yeah you pulled your best frames thinking about our cover band yeah it's what i want next Yes. And even, even though neither of us can sing on tune. Yeah. So they did break up in 2003, but I feel like, oh, they tried to make a comeback in 2015. Whoa. And didn't work. I don't think. They yeah. They just had that no. like, one song that everyone knows. Yeah. They tried to be their own cover band of like their own songs and <laughs> it didn't work. Um, a year later, they disbanded again. Aww. But man. How to be like a person in a old, like early 2000s, yeah, like a heavy hitter at the time, yeah. And they probably did not have great contracts, no, because they were like with 13 album agencies. What are they called? Record labels. Oh, Bad Boys Records is what they were signed to, which does stink. It stinks for the artists because, like, they really did it and they did it hard and they did it well for a short amount of time, mm -hmm. and they probably made zero to little money off of it yeah uh here's to here's to making good decisions when you're signing contracts though yeah do do your due diligence do the negotiating you don't think that you're entitled to negotiate for it anyway yeah it's you don't know what you don't know just ask for stuff yeah and Whatever. hire a lawyer hire hire a lawyer because they actually do know what they're asking for mm-hmm Otherwise, you I love like, how we turned our dreams of being a dream cover band into a tip on yeah, signing don't contracts. Don't stop at unlimited chips in the tour bus. If there's any musicians listening, <laughs> hire a lawyer, look over the contract well, make sure mm -hmm. money's in your pocket. Um, and worst case scenario, be Taylor Swift and just redo all of your music again. Yeah. and But still ask for chips. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.